0: Hi, this is Hong Kong Design Book Club and I am Soyan. Welcome to our design book review episode number five, part two. Last time, we reviewed the design of everyday things by Don Norman and covered fundamental design principles such as affordance, signifier, mapping, feedback, conceptual model, and constraints. Today we are going to talk about root cause analysis, human errors, double diamond model, design research versus marketing research. Last time, we learned that people tend to be blamed when they don't understand the complicated and rigid specification of machines, but the blame should be on the machines and their designs, not on people who operate the machines. When an error occurs, people tend to be blamed that they were not focused or they couldn't operate the machine precisely, but the reason people make errors is because the designs focus upon the requirements of the system and the machines, and not upon the requirements of people. When we pursue the real reason for the error, we can't stop at blaming and punishing people need to go deeper to find the root cause and fundamental solution to prevent the same errors. This process is called root cause analysis. There are two types of human errors, slips and mistakes. Slips occur when the goal is correct, but the required actions are not done properly. The execution is flawed. Mistakes occur when the goal or plan is wrong. Slips are the result of subconscious actions getting waylaid on route. Mistakes result from conscious deliberations. When you bake a cupcake, you accidentally use salt instead of sugar because you used salt many times recently and your hand just automatically picked up salt shaker. Even you knew you needed to use sugar. That's a slip. Your action is wrong. The recipe said you can put the cupcakes in the oven for 30 minutes, you follow the instructions, but it turned out it was too much and cupcakes are all ruined. That's a mistake. Your goal or plan is faulty. So as designers, what can we do for preventing slips and mistakes? Capture sleep is defined as the situation where instead of the desired activity, a more frequently or recently performed one gets done instead, like the salt sugar example. To avoid this, designers need to distinguish different sequences for different actions from the very start rather than having identical opening steps and then diverge. Description similarity slip is the error is to act upon an item similar to the target. When you accidentally put your sweaty T-shirt in a trash bin, not a laundry basket, that's a description to slip. Laundry basket and trash bin are similar enough and this can happen when you're tired or distracted. Designers need to ensure that controls and displays for different purposes are significantly different from one another. It solves a problem when the trash bin has a lid and looks very different from your laundry basket. Mode errors occur when a device has different states in which the same controls have different meanings. Designers must try to avoid modes, but if they are necessary, it should be obvious which mode is invoked. See what was wrong with VI editor's insert mode? When a rule is inappropriate or faulty, rule-based mistakes can be made. This is difficult to provide solutions, but designers can do their best to offer the correct and cohesive explanation of current status. Knowledge-based mistakes take place when there are not enough skills or proper rules to apply in an unfamiliar situation. Designers can provide a good understanding of the situation so people can translate them into an appropriate conceptual model. People can also forget goals or plans and make memory lapse mistakes. Designers can ensure that all the relevant information is continuously available. This classification of human errors, definition, detailed examples, and design principles are introduced in chapter 5. Most of the things that I just introduced can be found from page 170 to 185. Have you ever experienced something like your boss or client just wants to build a new app because there is a budget? You don't understand why we need this app, but design it anyway because there is a budget. And then you release the app, no one uses it, it ends up just wasting million dollars. This sounds stupid, but in the real world, it happens quite a lot. And with my not very long experience in the industry, I have witnessed this kind of crappy projects many, many times. Human-centered design and double diamond models are powerful tools of design thinking to identify and solve the right problem and to meet human needs and capabilities. So we don't need to waste time and resources and build something that no one uses. Human-centered design process doesn't start with budget or Photoshop. It starts with observation, understanding human needs and pain points. Because a brilliant solution to the wrong problem can be worse than no solution at all. Double diamond model is a 4-step process consisting of discover, define, develop, and delivery. It goes like diverge, converge, and diverge again, and converge. That's why we're calling it double diamond. I think this is the most practical and persuasive method that you can apply to any type of design and development process. First, we need to know about human needs, talk to users, explore and understand their life, then find problems, prioritize, and then, to solve the right problem, we can brainstorm and sketch ideas, choose the most elegant solution, develop it, test out, and deliver. This works beautifully. People tend to jump into solutions so easily whenever they find any problems. But if you are a UX team of one and want to spread design thinking, you should stop them right there and say, hey, let's go through the double diamond. We should list out all the problems and prioritize them first. One of my favorite parts of this book was where it explains the difference between design research and marketing research. This topic often comes up when we're discussing design books at Hong Kong Design Book Club. And I was glad that this book has the crystal clear answer. Design wants to know what people really need and how they actually will use the product or service under consideration. Marketing wants to know what people will buy, which includes learning how they make their purchasing decisions. Designers understand what people really need. Marketing understands what people actually buy. So, designers often use qualitative methods such as in depth interviews, observations, field research, etc. But marketers use quantitative ones such as surveys, focus groups, or analytics. Qualitative research methods are effective to understand people's contexts and reasons behind certain actions, but we can't interview hundreds of people. On the contrary, we can easily collect millions of data points from analytics, but the result is shallow and not enough to understand people's real intentions. We need to understand the difference and need to combine those two approaches. The product we build should be sold and also meet people's needs. Marketing and design, buying and using are both important factors. This book offered me countless insights, and one of my favorite phrases from this book is, technologies may change, but people stay the same. We are running a book club in Hong Kong and try to read the hottest, the best design books. But sometimes when a certain book is published, people talk about it. People say it's the most trendy book. And after five years, it becomes totally outdated. I loved the design of everyday things because it introduces fundamentals about humans that never changes. Things that I learned from this book will never be outdated in 5, 10, or 100 years. That's it for today. It has been a great pleasure reading and reviewing this brilliant book and I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Check our other book reviews, The Design of Everyday Things Part 1 and Ruined by Design by Mike Monteiro. If you liked this episode, please like it and subscribe us. Thank you.